Because I can control the weather, they call me Storm. Welcome to This Week in Nerd News, your one-stop shop for all the pop culture you may have missed this week. Brought to you by the Black Nerd Problems Broadcasting Network. I'm your host, Keith Reed Cleveland. And I'm your host, Victoria Bertine. Victoria, how you doing? I am doing all right. As per usual, the time dilation is very felt. The last time that I recorded, Mikkel and I were like, how is it almost September? And now it's like it's the middle of September and Halloween decorations are out, which I approve of. I think that spooky season is the best of all of the seasons, but it does seem to be moving very quickly. Like, I kind of feel like, you know, in cartoons when they want to do a montage and so they do the one day calendars and they just like flip through them and they all float off in the wind. That is how this year feels to me. You know, that's actually a perfect metaphor, and that's a really good way to explain how times pass. Like, when it comes to, like, five, ten years from now, we're looking back on this very turbulent time of our lives. I want to see how they use, like, ways to explain. Yeah, like, we went through, like, a year and a half, but it felt like six months, but also felt like a decade. So yeah. that's one way they could do so. So with that, let's go ahead and dive right in, right? Yeah, let's do it. What have you got for us? All right, so for our first segment, I have something that will make Mikkel very happy, so I'll sprinkle in something that's probably going to irritate him when he hears it, too. The mm-hmm. special, special treat to him. So starting off, so while Mikkel isn't here this episode, he and I shared a very special moment earlier this week when a particular piece of news dropped that made both of us very happy. Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, a show that we've talked about at length here in the door, has been picked up by Roku, specifically the Roku channel, for a Christmas-themed movie to come out later this year. This news, of course, comes out after Zoe wasn't picked up by NBC, its original network, despite its cult following and multiple Emmy nominations. And it also wasn't picked up by Peacock, an NBC streaming service, for or any other network for a third season after season two ended earlier this year. However, Roku, which has been making ways recently by acquiring Quibi for pennies on the dollar, that's from Mikkel, stepped in to play the hero. While I won't get greedy, there are even talks of another movie down the road if this one does well enough for the platform. And in other TV movie news, the long-awaited Bob's Burgers movie finally got a new release from Disney on May 27, 2022, which is just about eight months away from where we are now. So with that said, I'm curious as to what are some TV shows that you'd like to see on the big screen. And by you, I mean Victoria, of course, first and foremost, but anybody listening who want to tweet us that, feel free to do so. And this could either be something that's like a reboot, that's like of an old show that doesn't exist anymore, or just like a show that that's currently on the air that gets like the big silver screen premium or whatever but yeah what would you like to see on the big screen well first uh the ones that you were talking about as we all know i have not yet gotten into zoe's extraordinary playlist um and as someone who hasn't i think that this is a good move and that generally the movies are kind of a good onboarding part point So people will watch the movie because in some ways it seems shorter and more accessible because it's, you know, encapsulated. And then they get really into it and they're like, oh, I hope there's more of this. And then they find the show. Uh, So I think that could be really cool just from an audience standpoint. And I'm totally down for Bob's Burgers. I love Bob's Burgers. I'm really excited that the release date is like when school gets out for most people. Because I think this is just going to be super summer fun. I'm super excited about it. Uh, As far as what I'd like to see on the big screen, this was a little bit difficult for me. Because a lot of the TV shows that I watch are more documentary style. Or 
the serial nature of them just seems to make sense. So things like Rick and Morty or Solar Opposites or things like that, like they, they make sense in serial TV format and I don't think that would translate well to a movie. So I went a little bit on the like younger side uh, to some of the children's shows that I watch because I think that they work a little bit better moving to TV form. And so what I have decided is that I think it would be great to have a She-Ra and the Princesses of Power movie and also a Craig of the Creek movie. I think those would be awesome. In order to speed up and get to my personal choice of what I would like to see, these would both have Bill Lawrence receive a lot of money to come very wealthy. <laughs> the first one is a movie based off of one of my favorite television shows, which is Scrubs, which Bill Lawrence created. And I would like that because I've been listening to Fake Doctors Real Friends since like the pandemic started, which is a podcast about Scrubs, loosely at this point, but I love it still, which is co-hosted by Zach Braff and Donald Faison, who starred on the show. And they talk about episode by episode. And it's giving me more like context around those I didn't have, so it still feels fresh again. But also, like we can all acknowledge that season nine did not happen because it was just no. So I think a movie that shows like where everyone ended up, like what fifteen years later, maybe ten years later, yeah, ten sounds about right, and just see where they ended up and how that played out, like that would be really nice and refreshing. So that's something I'll be a fan of. And the second choice that I like to turn to a movie that will see Bill Lawrence get a lot of money will be Ted Lasso, which is a show that I also adore that is currently making waves on Apple on Apple Plus that he co-created along with a few other people who involved with the show that is amazing and it makes you feel really good and when it doesn't make you feel good it's still cathartic and it makes you feel good after that and like it's what we need more of in the world I don't have a lot to say about those choices uh, <laughs> I think they are both good choices I have never watched Ted Lasso and I watched some scrubs quite a while ago uh, enough. Most people. <laughs> it, I watched enough that I definitely thought it was a really cute show, um, and one of those shows that comes off very comedic, but also is able to deal with some really deep, deep kind of issues and and things throughout its run. So I think that that would definitely be a good choice for a movie, um, and I'm gonna take your word for it on Ted Lasso. Yes, yeah, like someone tweeted the other day, is it worth downloading, subscribing to Apple Plus just for Ted Lasso? And like everyone responded yes, because that's basically what we all do. They have plenty of other shows too that they keep trying to advertise, and I keep on like just clicking over till I see Ted Lasso and clicking on that instead. So, yeah, I've got like six Apple TV shows that I ask myself because uh, Central Park is on Apple Plus, um, Mythic Quest is on Apple Plus. C, which I still don't understand, but has Jason Momoa, so that's probably worth it, right? Like, that's on Apple+. Plus. Uh, one of the things in the lightning round that looks adorable and amazing on Apple+. Plus. Never have gotten past a trial period. I just, I never, I don't know, I just, I just don't do it. That's a fair point. So basically what you're saying is if you are going to use a free trial, like get your bang for your buck there. There's a lot of content there, but I'll say if like, so all of that is worth watching and everything. I forgot about Mythic Quest. I love the first season. Have not caught up with season two yet and all that. But yes, plenty of good things to watch. But like both are my choices. And also with Scrubs, like 
it definitely had a very serviceable, wonderful finale in season eight, but they undid that when they made season nine. So I want yeah. them to redo it and do it the right way. So that's why I want to move. <laughs> Fix it. Uh, sounds good. And with that, we're going to move into something that you knew was going to happen. It happens, I feel like we should time it now. But basically, long story short is, I'm a Libra, I love food, and I'm going to justify talking about food whenever I can. And it is, once again, spooky season. I am excited about this. And baking is part of my life during all of the seasons, but especially in spooky season. I guess I feel like I don't have to justify, like, why I'm turning on the oven. Because, like, in July, when you're like, I want to make a pie, and your partner's like, don't do that. It's 110 degrees out. Please don't turn the oven on. You know, it's a little bit harder. But now... I can just be like, I'm going to make cookies. And they'll be like, that would be really nice. And there's so many baking shows to go along with it. And we have a new one that is two of my favorite things. It is science and it is baking. And I'm so excited. It is called Baking Impossible. It's going to be on Netflix. Uh, It comes out October 6th. And the idea behind this show is that these are kind of like hobby bakers but they are scientists as their main job. So whatever that means, some of them are engineers, some of them are architects, some of them are different kinds of of what we would consider like typical scientists, I guess. So they come from all different kind of STEM backgrounds, I would say. And they have the basics of baking and then they get these crazy briefs like, all right, so you have to make a cake, but also that cake has to be on this lake that we're going to provide you, and it has to float from one side to the other so that we can eat it. That is amazing to me, and I'm super excited. Um, There was like a mini golf, make a mini golf, like, place out of cake and things. I'm very excited about this. Uh, And like I said, it's coming out on Netflix in October, We've already talked about Baker's Dozen, which is coming out on Hulu October 7th. Uh, That's another good one. But if you cannot wait for either of these great things, that's okay. Because new episodes of The Great British Bake Off are going to be on Netflix this month. And I'm so excited to have yummy, cinnamony, not pumpkin spice. That's not my favorite. But espresso (laughs) cake? Amazing. Just all of the fall flavors and baking shows. How do you feel about this, Keith? So I had a couple thoughts pop up as you were talking about <laughs> this. The first one being, like, I'm very glad that you have something you can enjoy as much as you enjoy baking shows. Because, like, <laughs> we all need something to make us that happy on the inside in life. And I'm very glad this is what you found. Um, second thought I had is I definitely imagined you watching baking shows while making cookies in 100 oh, yeah. degree weather. <laughs> Oh, yeah, 100%. Which is, which is a totally bittersweet experience. I'm like, it's worth it. I got to push through this. It's going to be worth it in the end. And, like, that's probably just a normal thing. But um, yeah. after all that, when it comes to actual content, the one that stuck out the most, me the most would be um, Baking Impossible. Because I feel like I never would have imagined there being, like, a perfect middle Venn diagram that had, like, one side baking, one side STEM, and this show being right there in the middle. But once you say it, I'm like, that actually makes a lot of sense. Because... 
if you've watched any baking show, I think people come to realize that there's actually a surprising amount of like measurement and math and like understanding chemistry. of like leverage and weight and chem- yes, chemistry absolutely and just mixing things together and getting reactions out of them. All of that is like kind of part of the course when it comes to baking. So it makes sense that there are a lot of people that have interest in one, have interest in the other one. Now I'm just very curious to see what they come up with. Like I'm thinking that someone's gonna come up with like a bridge out of cake that actually operates somehow that's like 95% edible or something like who knows what's going to happen out of this like it's going to be like an Eiffel Tower made out of chocolate right like this is like the possibilities are endless here especially if they have like a good number of six or seven different teams on there all making their own thing every episode like it's going to inspire a lot of people so again I hope that this inspires a lot of other people out there to either explore STEM or baking or both if they're already interested in one of the other ones because there's a surprising amount of crossover there from what I'm hearing yeah okay so i have a question for you should we do a limited run this week in nerd news baking show how would that look before i commit to it (laughs) (laughs) um and then like you mikhail and i baking yeah come up with yeah yeah i think we should i think we should bake you know (laughs) I'm well open to trying it. Like, I've watched enough videos of the Try Guys cooking without a recipe and how horrible the things have turned out. So, you know what? I can try. And if it doesn't turn out yeah. good, I try it. So, yeah, like, I think that's something I'll be willing to do. Let's see if we can get Mikhail involved, too. Like, I'll, okay. I'm hoping, I'm also thinking, like, there's a day down the road where, like, things are normal again and we can all be in the same city at the same time. And it's going to be, like, D&D games being played and, like, podcasts being recorded in person and video content. Like, I am all for a baking spinoff. Ah, so many, so much optimism. (laughs) All right, with that, ending on optimism, let's take a small break and come back with our big ticket item. And we're back. Now, this next topic is going to possibly get a bit messy and complicated, as if we ever done that before, hence the Harry Potter episode. So, we're going to take that into account while diving into it. If you, like myself, have randomly checked Twitter over the past few weeks, you may have noticed the name of a famous comedian trending at random times. But, his name wasn't trending because of a new special or a movie role or anything along those lines, but instead because of a lot of personal matters playing out in the public eye. If you haven't guessed who I'm talking about yet from all the hints I've given you, it's none other than comedian John Mulaney. The comedian who was once a writer for SNL and has won over millions with his collection of stand-up specials on Netflix has had a wild ride of a year, and his fans and detractors alike have had a lot to say about it this entire time. To quickly summarize what could surely be his own episode of his own, over the past year, John Mulaney has been in the press for the following. Checking back into rehab for drug addiction treatment, announcing an ongoing divorce from his soon-to-be ex-wife, Anna Marie Tendler, his alleged relationship with Olivia Munn a few months afterwards, which sparked the divorce announcement soon after, the suspicion, which was later confirmed, that Olivia was pregnant with his child after John spent numerous occasions in his stand-up talking about how his wife, he and his wife's decision to whether or not have children or how they felt about it, and his recent appearance on Late Night with Seth Meyers, a close friend of his, to talk about it all from his own perspective with no audience in attendance due to COVID reasons and just... Get it all out there, right? As all of this played out, I jokingly told my partner that, quote, I accidentally stumbled into white woman Twitter, end quote. But there's actually some valid talking points in this whole situation I'd like to take away from this. Mostly, and this is in my opinion, 
This is yet another example of people forming close fictional bonds with people they don't actually know because they engage with their content on an intimate level, which according to Twitter is called a parasocial relationship, which has been, you can search that and see what's happening there and everything. Victoria, have you heard about any of this stuff going on? <laughs> um, vaguely. So I know about parasocial relationships. Um, I vaguely, I think, yes, all of these things have been in the background um, I don't particularly care about Don Mulaney or Olivia Munn, so it wasn't something that I like clicked on. But that being said, not being like into either of those people, it still showed up in my social media feed, and I was in fact aware of all of these things as they were happening, which I think speaks to your point about like how kind of pervasive this whole saga really was. Yeah, like. And that's, that's the thing. Like, I am indeed a fan of John Wayne. Like, I've watched all the stand-ups, like, repeatedly and everything. And, like, I thought, like, oh, okay, maybe, like, there's an announcement of a new special or he's touring and something like that. Because I hadn't, at that point, had known about the, um, him going, check back into the rehab and all that. And his relapse and even the divorce at that point, right? And then I decided to click on his name and I spent, like, ten minutes just going through all the tweets. I'm like, oh, no, a lot of this is very, very unhealthy. Because that was the thing a couple weeks ago from recording it now. And at that point, all that we actually knew was that John had gone to rehab and that he and his wife announced that they were separated and going through a divorce. And that's all that we factually knew. Now, of course, rumors and celebrities thought it was going to be what it was going to be. And it was very likely the time, okay, so he's dating Olivia Munn probably because they've been seen together in public and stuff like that. But then all we got was a picture of her walking around in sweatpants and like people were saying, oh my God, is she pregnant? Is she pregnant with John's baby? But John said he didn't want to have any kids or anything. And like, that got really toxic because, like, this is my recollection. I don't think that he ever clarified that the reason he and his soon-to-be ex-wife didn't have children was because, like, no reason was provided at all, right? So, like, what happened from there was that situation got very, in my opinion, toxic because there was a lot of speculation happening. And even past that speculation, people were taking it very personal. Like, there were full-on podcast episodes coming out for other shows where people were detailing things to not like about Olivia Munn so people could justify this ravenous hatred they have for her all of a sudden because for added background I guess people basically trying to paint her in the role of being a homewrecker because they found that like in a book she wrote years ago she talked about how fine she was with John when she first met him and stuff and how like when he checked in rehab in December she said she was like looking out for him which has become like a bit of a meme because now people just copy and paste her exact language in that tweet for things that they hope to happen in their own lives because apparently that's like the magic words for stuff to happen right but like the problem with that ultimately all of this is we don't know these people and we don't know what's happening in their lives so like Sure, you can form your opinions and everything. You can even speak on it and everything. But, like, when it's to the point where, like, you're obsessing over it and, like, making personal attacks and, like, questioning people's entire existence and methods when you don't know anything, it gets very unhealthy. And this took me back to a conversation I had with my dad some years ago where one of whoever celebrity was out there making bad news and stuff like that. And we had to come out like, yo, like, these are people that I don't know. Like, if they do something bad that I don't approve of, then cool, I just stop engaging with them and their content. Like, there's not a single celebrity in this world who I can't live without. Sure, there are some who I have an affinity for that might be harder to let go of than others, but, like, ultimately, like, they wouldn't know me if I saw them walking down the street because I'm just a random person, and I only get to know what comes out from what the media says or what they say themselves, and that's usually very limited. It's, like, narratives are in place and they're publicists and all that stuff. So, like, the amount of vitriol and just anger and upset 
people that I saw to this whole situation when we didn't know that much was very telling. But it will say it was interesting to like see that John showed up on Seth Meyers show who he's personal friends with and have like what I think was actually a very good interview that was 20 minutes and on YouTube if you want to check it out where he went through all of this stuff. So of course it's him coming out to confirm that he is indeed dating Olivia Munn and like they got together as he checked out of rehab and stuff and how they are expecting a child together and how wonderful the relationship's been for him. But more importantly with the part I think people left out is he talked about what the experience was like when he had moved out of living with his ex-wife who he referred to as ex-wife actually now that I remember and how he was like actively on cocaine again and drugs and how his friends had a stage intervention for him and how he reacted to that and how he needed support and like how he was kind of like spiraling downwards and everything and it basically like replayed the past six months plus of his life where all this stuff was happening and seeing how it happened right so this is just like a very complicated situation to live through and like ultimately big takeaway is we don't know these people we only have a limited access to information about them. We shouldn't really let it ruin our day if things come out about them, even if it's like, just be honest. Yeah. So I think that there's some bigger things here as well. I, I do think, uh, and there's been some studies about this as well. I'm sure this will go into the college courses that are only about like specific months of the pandemic because they can't fit anything else into the course material, but this kind of idea of parasocial relationships has been around for a long time, but the intensity that has been seen in the past year and a half while people are at home, while people are dealing with intense trauma themselves and therefore are latching on to these media figures and building narratives out of, as you said, the limited information that they have is quite over the top. So I don't, I don't want to not acknowledge the role that our global situation and our global trauma is having on the exacerbation of this idea, right? And I think it is both important to remember that you don't know these people but also, while these people don't know you specifically, to them, your actions are coming in a collective, and it is, in fact, influencing them, probably not in the way that you want it to. You basically have hundreds of thousands of people yelling all at the same time and creating this pressure. Now, is that a thing that, like, forces quote-unquote people to do things? No, of course not. Is it also a pressure that you then have to find a coping mechanism and hopefully a healthy and positive coping mechanism for? Absolutely, 100%. So I think that that is a thing to remember as well, that you are contributing to the white noise around this person and that is maybe not a good thing. And also, I'm just going to take a moment here. Can we please normalize not speculating on whether or not a person is pregnant? That is so problematic in so many ways. If they are, A, they don't need to tell you. It's not your business. It's not your body. I don't care if someone is standing there and you're like, I know 100% you are 
eight and a half months pregnant. If that person does not tell you, it don't matter. Like, it's not your business. Don't speculate about whether or not people are pregnant. There are so many things going on. You don't know what the situation is. You don't know the kind of, like, health and relationship to that pregnancy. You don't know anything about that. Do not speculate about whether or not people are are pregnant. It is, it's, it's, just don't do it. Don't do it. If these people want to tell you a thing, take that thing, say, I either care about it or I don't care about it. And if you care about it, say thank you for giving this me this piece of information about your life that you did not have to give me. I did not need to be part of this and you made me part of this. Thank you for that. I'll see you the next time I see you. Like, just, it's cool. And breathe, maybe. Also, pandemics are traumatic. Find your own coping mechanisms that don't rely on other people. It makes me think about that scene in Good Will Hunting when Robin Williams talking to Matt Damon's character and he's trying to ask him who his friends are. He says, no, like that, you're talking about William Shakespeare. You don't know William Shakespeare. You don't know these people in these books. They can't talk back to you. They don't interact with you. And I feel like this situation is kind of a modern day version of that, essentially. Like, yes, you've seen three hours of his content on stand-up specials and SNL appearances and this and that, but like, again, you can't just call him and check in or like ask for the clarity on things that he says and does, right? So like, with that being the case, don't get that tied up into it. And thank you, Victoria, for like coming in to like give some perspective on this and like be the good cop because I feel like I was being a bit callous <laughs> at first. So like we needed that balance for sure. Uh, yeah, that was definitely a lot. And so we're gonna go into our lightning round, and I am going to start. They're all pretty wholesome, but I'm gonna start with least wholesome and then end with the most wholesome of the things that we couldn't get to this week. We can't get to everything every week, and so here are a couple of other things that we couldn't get all the way into. So, let's start with the fact that Dan Harmon is bringing us more rude boy antics in 2022 with his latest series, animated series, Crapopolis, that is vaguely (laughs) Greek-inspired. And will star as voice actors Duncan Trussell, Matt Berry, Richard Ayuade, Hannah Waddingham, and Pam Murphy as a family of human gods and monsters trying to run a city, which just sounds awesome. So I'm excited for that. Uh, The Way of the House Husband Part 2, which you know I'm a big fan of, drops on Netflix October 7th. Uh, Here is the Apple TV Easter egg that I sprinkled earlier which is under the title of Wolf Boy and the Everything Factory. It is a wholesome new kids show on Apple TV about a nerd kid who doesn't really fit in at school and is kind of doing that outcast thing. He finds a portal to a magical realm and, you know, saves it as you do in kids TV shows. So that is going to be streaming on Apple TV September 24th. And then... Last but not least, Butterfly in the Sky is a documentary about reading Rainbow. And I'm so excited for this. And I feel like, just like the Mr. Rogers documentary we got, I feel like this Reading Rainbow slash LeVar Burton documentary is something that the world 100% needs right now. And I'm super excited for it. We don't have much information yet other than the the fact that it exists and is in some level of pre-production. So 
Hopefully that will come out soon. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to hear our thoughts on these topics or anything else in nerd news, feel free to tweet us at BlackNerdProblems with the hashtag TWINN. That was This Week in Nerd News. Tune in next week for more pop culture updates. I'm your host, Victoria Vertin. And I'm your host, Keith Ree Cleveland. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. Bye!